This is the Four Man Rush. Hello, Panther fans, and welcome to another podcast of the Four Man Rush. I'm your host, Timmy Vio, here with Will, Larry, and Kev, back in this mf episode 61, and we're happy to be back. By God, we're happy to be back. We're all healthy and uh, free of the COVID at the moment, and we're here to talk about some Panther football. Oh, man, it feels good to be back on this bad boy, I tell you. Um, just got off the IG Live um, for everybody who came on board and uh, hung out with us and chit-chatted with us. Thank you very much. Um, and don't forget to uh, check out Kevin uh, on the old Facebook Live um, shortly after we're done here. And be um, about around 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, real quick, thank you guys so much for all the support you uh, that you've given the four members so far. Um, you know, of course, we had to step away for a little, little while and let things, you know, get together and, uh, you know, let, let the team do its thing and let things run their course. And now we're back with some, with some powerful news about them Carolina Panthers. So, uh, let's... Uh, Let's hop into things, shall we? Uh, first up, we're going to talk about the uh, league COVID plan. Um, and then, of course, we'll tackle some, some Panther transactions and the training camp updates and, oh, man, press conferences, all kind of stuff. So, hold on to your hats, Panther fans. The four-man rush is back on the mm, scene. Let me let me calm down. I'm about to, about to curse a little too much here. Okay, here we go. All right, so uh, we'll start off with uh, – We'll start off with you, Larry, and uh, we'll hop over to uh, uh, Will and hop over to Kev. Okay? Cool? 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 You good, fellas? Yeah, it works for me. All right. So, um, up first, we'll talk about the league the league COVID plans. Uh, what, uh, have you heard anything about that, Larry? What's 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 going on with that? Um, I noticed that, uh, like, in the practices, they've got some rules where they're wearing these uh, – these alerts to let you know within, that you're within six feet of another player or another staff member. So, it, you know, it's like an alarm that goes off and keeps you to stay away from other guys. Wow. Um, you know, from a football perspective, I'm just like a little bit concerned because, you know, I love the trenches. You know, that's all about contact. And, you know, offensive linemen, they have to be able to gel together, you know, be able to take the same steps and things like that. So I, I wish I could actually, you know, look into practice and see how they're doing with that. But, I know they also have those masks out that some players are opting to use. I, I heard it does restrict your breathing a little bit, so it takes some getting used to. So, I mean, I've been looking at some interviews and seeing, like, some players are opting to use it, some players are choosing not to. Overall, I haven't actually looked at the program itself to see exactly what the rules are. I know that uh, some of the rookies have an option to stay in the hotel together. Some are choosing to go home every night. So and I think Will might know more about the details of, you know, what what the protocol is, but just looking at the basic things regarding football itself, it just seems like it's a bit tough, you know, to try to gear yourself towards playing 60 minutes of football, you know? Right. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, Will, um, what what type of updates have you heard about the uh, COVID situation and the uh, practice squads and all that good stuff? Yeah, to add on to what Larry said, the uh... NFL Players Association and the league finally signed their agreement, which amended the existing CBA to adjust for the current COVID situation. The deadline for players to opt out is now Thursday at 4 p.m. 
that point, no players can opt out unless they have like a medical emergency or something that gets approved by the league to opt out after that date. I think the league wants to do that because they, their fear that players who may not feel they may not make the team you know, later on in training camp will use the opt-out as an excuse to get that $150,000, $350,000 stipend. So they want to cut that off and just kind of make players make their decisions by Thursday. So I think what you'll see over the next couple of days, expect more big names maybe to appear to opt out of the season. I know I just saw a report on Twitter that a lot of big names are still considering that. So we'll keep an eye out to see what happens over the next couple of days. For the Pan- As far as the Panthers go, only two players have opted out. The undrafted free agent linebacker Jordan Mack out of Virginia. Since he didn't play and was not on a roster in 2019, he's not eligible for the stipend, so he just won't get paid this year. So it's going to be tough on him. Mm-hmm. And then Christian Miller, and he had a family member, I believe, that had a serious case of coronavirus. Mm. So he was considered a high-risk opt-out. So he gets a $350,000 stipend to sit out this season. So what happens with him is his current salary this year will roll over into next year. He'll still be obligated, he'll still be under contract with the Carolina Panthers for three years. So he won't lose a year of his rookie contract because of his opt-out. Some other things that um, brought to my attention, I mean, I'll let Kev clear up the loose ends on things I might have missed. I really like what they've done with the practice squad. They're expanding it to 16 players, so it's going to give a lot of Hmm. undrafted free agent players an opportunity to make the team that wouldn't have otherwise done it. Yep. They're allowing six veteran players with no limitations on accrued seasons. The way it used to be is if you played a certain number of seasons, you couldn't no longer play on the practice squad. That's removed for six players now. So veteran players that you know have used up all of their seasons and not been able to sit on the practice squad can now have an opportunity to come back in and play football. So that's going to make a lot of guys on our roster beneficial. You know, a guy I really like who's been a mainstay on our practice squad is Quinn Blanding, for example. Hmm. So I think, you know, if he's able to crack that 16-man practice squad, I think we're down to 80 players. So if he can crack that top, you know, 69 players and get on that practice squad, that'll be a great opportunity for guys like him. And two players, every Tuesday you can designate two players – protected so other teams can't sign them off your practice squad and i think that's major too because if you recall a couple years ago we lost our draft pick uh kicker harrison bucker because we put him on the practice squad the Chiefs signed him so those are the things i'm looking forward to is the opportunity that these players you know these bubble guys that wouldn't have otherwise made a roster this year they're going to finally get their opportunity to go out there play and shine they do have severe punishment for players that break the rules. I think you can have a $50,000 fine for refusing a COVID test. They have a lot of activities that are labeled as high-risk activities where it can also revolt in fines and suspensions. So that's like going to bars, going to clubs, having house parties of 25 people or more. All these types of actions can result in fines and suspensions. And I think that stems from what's going on in baseball. We saw the Florida Marlins had a road game in Atlanta, stayed overnight in the hotel, went out to strip clubs, went out to the bars at the hotel. 20 players and staff ended up getting COVID on the Marlins team. I swear. So they had a week or two of games got canceled because of that. And then you had the St. Louis Cardinals, a couple players and staff said, you know, let's go to the casino. What, what can go wrong? 
13 of their players tested positive. So now mm. they have they have some postponements and cancellations. The NFL, you don't have that flexibility baseball has, right? Because baseball's got so many weeks where you can reschedule games, do double, triple headers, things like that. NFL, what are you going to use a bye week to <laughs> fill in missed games? So they got to be real strict with player conduct and making sure you're looking out for your teammates and whatever you go out and mess with a girl or something, you bring back to them, you're bringing back to the entire locker room. And players just got to really understand that. So, I mean, it's an uphill battle. I mean, can players be responsible for these next three to four months and get this season in? So we'll see what happens as far as that goes. But, you know, I'll say I'm more optimistic that a season will happen today than I was a month ago. We just have to see how they pull it off. I think the one thing I do want to see is players quarantine in their home cities. And I know they've touched on it, but bubble and like reserve a hotel and just have players stay isolated in a hotel space for the duration of the season in their hometowns. And the only time they'll leave is for road games. I think that would be another way that they could potentially live at the spread of the virus. But we'll see what happens, man. I'm keeping my fingers crossed and hoping we can pull it off and get some football this year. Yes, please. Yes, please. <laughs> Football. Football, please. Yes. <laughs> Kevin Avery, what you think, man? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for this bone because uh, between Larry and uh, Will, they done pretty much took all the meat off it about the CBA. So <laughs> I'm, I'm in here looking for scraps at the moment to, to try to throw out there without regurgitating what was just said. But, um, you know, essentially, you know, there's a, there's going to be a chance for increased salary cap for each team uh, because one of the provisions that was uh, added on to the um, CBA, and and I'm reading a quote from Tom uh, Pelissero, um, and it says, in quote, the management council informed NFL clubs that signing bonus proration will be removed from the 2020 salary cap immediately upon a notification of a player opting out. So what that means is that, for example, uh, whatever signing bonus that Christian Miller was going to get for this year because he opted out, um, that amount will now be added to the uh, salary cap. Now, by him being a, I think it was what, a fourth-round pick, you know, probably just talking about maybe a, a few hundred thousand, nothing significant, but let's just say a... Um, I don't know. Let's just say a player like, let's just say, for example, Shaq Thompson, if he opted out, you know, then, you know, whatever his signing bonus is, say like $8 million. If he was to opt out, then his his signing bonus that he had for the 2020 season would, would, um, uh, would be added to the uh, salary cap. Uh, if he opt, would, uh, would be opted out. So, uh, it just gives teams, certain teams depend on, you know, which players is, can to um have a chance to add to their salary cap so just something to be on the lookout for because you know fans always come out you know, sign this guy sign that guy you know well you know you gotta have money to sign these players folks so um you know so just something for the the salary cap nerds like myself that you know pay attention to uh such things as this now another thing to be on the lookout for you know by the time this podcast drops it's going to be Wednesday, so the next day on Thursday at 4 p.m. There's only two ways that an NFL player can opt out after the deadline. Number one, 
he's has a new diagnosis and he's considered a high risk for COVID. Or number two, a family member dies or is hospitalized with COVID or correlated condition. Under those terms, a player can opt out for the 2020 season after the 4 p.m. deadline this coming Thursday, uh, which I could say tomorrow because by the time y'all hear this, it'll be Thursday. I mean, it'll be um, be Wednesday and tomorrow will be Thursday. So, uh, you know, that's just pretty much it as far as anything of significance that would, you know, be something to be on the lookout that fans should, you know, have, you know, have a listening ear for. But, uh, you know, with everything else, you know, like the fellas hit on, I'm excited about, you know, guys on the practice squad having a chance to play, um, guys having the opportunity, um, guys having the opportunity to, you know, get a chance that wouldn't normally get reps up under the former regime. So I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah, I, I like that aspect of it. I, I like that aspect of it. I, I, I like I like to get guys out there who wouldn't necessarily have a have an opportunity in a, in a normal situation. So, um, shoot, stay tuned, folks. Stay tuned and stay aware of that COVID situation. It's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. But hey, hopefully we'll have a season. So, all right. So up next, um, Panthers transactions. Um, not too much has been going on, but there has been some transactions. Uh, you know, who, who wants to who wants to take on that real real quick? Yeah, Kevin got it pulled up on the screen. Kevin. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got the uh, you know the Panthers transactions uh, recently, and I'm just gonna you know start from the most recent and then uh, go backwards. So uh, on today, August the fourth, the Panthers acquired running back Trenton Cannon. Uh, this is a player that. Um, you know, Will, you can get a chance to speak on that, you know, because you posted a, a very nice highlight clip of him on the uh, on the Four Man Rush um, Facebook page and the Twitter account. You know, make sure, sure you guys check us out there. Check it out, check it out. And, of course, the big news the day before was Christian Miller opting out. That was another transaction. Now, on August, on this past Saturday, August the 1st, we, uh, we got our roster down to 80, so... Uh, we had to we had to waive five players that Saturday. Wide receiver Damian John Pierre, which many believe was may have been the fastest player on the team, especially at wide receiver position. Mm. Uh, guard Ty- Tyler Mars, center Frederick Magua, and uh, another popular player that a lot of Panther fans were looking to get a chance to see was running back Rodney Smith. They were all waived um, mm. here, so. Uh, and then we had another player, undrafted linebacker named Jason Ferris. Uh, he was waived due to in- injury designation. So that's what got our roster down to 80. And then, of course, right now it's at 79 because Christian um, Miller uh, had opted out. Mm-hmm. So that's what, um, you know, that's what's got that at that situation right now as far as, like, recent transactions uh, with the team. Special teams is looking a little bit funny too, don't you think? Well, you know, it was kind of it's kind of a sore spot for me because I was a I was a fan of his, uh, but actually two players are actually um, out as well. Um, well, no longer on the team for the season. Uh, as I know, Graham Gano was released after eight seasons in Carolina. Bye, Graham. I don't see the – I guess because I'm kind of biased as a fan of his. I mean, yeah, I get it saves a little bit of money, but we just keep adding 
more and more dead cap on for the next couple of years uh, with his release. Uh, I guess Joey Sly is going to be the guy. And also, we lost punter uh, Matt Pilardi for the year oh. uh, due to, I think he, he tear his knee or something like that. Oh. I think he has some sort of knee. Yeah. Oh. yeah, so, you know, he's going to be um, he's going to be out um, as well for the season. So we're talking about our our uh, long-term kicker and punter uh, will no longer be around. So guess what? You know, new guys got to step up. Um, yeah. Oh, and another for uh, old face came back to the Panthers uh, during transitions. Um, he's coming back as uh, a Darius Taylor. Uh, but many of us who follow him remember him as a Darius Blanton uh, played linebacker. Someone that played fast and physical. Um, definitely even before the four-man rush was um, formed, uh, a lot of us had him as a guy that we really just liked how he played and um, and how he you know how he just brought it on the field when he was given a chance. So that's uh, that was something else. Another transaction went down, and finally for all you um, for all you Gamecock fans, um, the punter that was was brought along to replace Prolardi came out of the University of South Carolina, Joseph Charlton. So. Um, I know Cardado, who's a Sakon alumni, part of the four-man rush. I know he was uh, thrilled about that. So mm. uh, these are just, you know, some of the transactions uh, that t- has taken place over the last couple of weeks leading up to the opening of training camp. Right on, man. Right on. And there you have it, folks. <laughs> Very good breakdown. All right, so training camp updates. Training camp updates. Well... Nobody, nobody has COVID right now, so that's a good thing. That's an update. <laughs> um, so, hey, Larry, have you been following training camp? I know the players just basically walked into the building not too long ago. Uh, a little bit. Um, one of the things I'm about is, you know, they have limited practices. And like I said, you guys know I love the, I love the trenches. I feel like that's going to hurt the offensive line the most. You know, they, they need those extra reps to gel. So they're limited to practice and they're doing virtual meetings and things like that. Even just having having the opportunity to be around each other, they don't have ample opportunities, you know, just to to bond and form a family. Mm -hmm. The benefit, though, I think what fans can be optimistic about is some of the guys that we have on the offensive line that played together before, not just current Panthers, but like I think uh, Russell Kung and and, uh, Paris have played together. Schofield has actually been in the mix with those two guys. So there is a little bit of a report that guys have had from their days back in Denver. Hmm. So reason to be optimistic. Hopefully it'll come together. It's just that we have so many weapons, so much talent on the offense, and we all know it can't come together unless that line comes together. So as a as a as a call Molly specialist, I have concerns because it's a limited amount of reps the guys can get. At the same time, at least a few of these guys know each other. They have history. They played together. So maybe it won't take as long to gel. And, you know, no preseason is also – I just feel like we're just going to have a lot of sloppy football to start the season out. Like, I think it's whatever the team is <laughs> that gets lucky, you know, that'll be the team that's successful because it takes a couple of weeks to start gelling. you got to have some real physical contact from opponents. So I think, you know, no preseason is going to really hurt because hmm. – you know, coming out, I think we're just going to see a lot of sloppy football like the first two, three weeks of the season, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm afraid you might be right about that, man. <laughs> Will, uh, what, what news have you picked up on the uh, training camp? Yeah, like Larry said, you know, when you – I just made me think of something. When you watch college, notice the teams that they – I mean, you have your classics with your big teams, but you see, like, Alabama play a small school or something. Yeah. You know, Charleston Southern in week one just to get that tune-up game, <laughs> knowing that they're going to come out sloppy. You don't get that benefit in the NFL. Nope. So, I know Matt Rule did say um, that this is just like a normal college offseason where you don't get preseason games. You're preseason against yourself. So it's pretty much what he's been used to in college regardless. But mm-hmm. you don't get that tune-up game in the NFL. But, you know, I've just been listening to interviews of the players this week. You know, it starts with uh, Matt Rule. Just got to like what he's got to say. You can see he kind of subtly motivates his players to try to light a fire under them. You know, mm-hmm. he said he wants to see DJ take that next step, be a number one receiver that can consistently dominate opposing corners, convert third and fives, and be a – great red zone weapon mm-hmm. you know so just by telling the media that you know i want to see this you know that's gonna light a fire to motivate you know dj to step his game up and become that number one receiver that we need he you know he's um the players seem to like him and he has a lot of good things to say about what the guys have been doing i know teddy bridgewater and will greer were able to get all the skill guys together and they took a car right up from florida to charlotte and they kind of did their own OTAs together. And I thought that's kind of admirable in this environment. So it's not like they haven't been able to throw pitch and catch with each other. You know, till now they have had their little OTA sessions by themselves already. When you think about it, do you really need coaches to babysit yourself to go out and run the plays and work hard? You know, you got to have a leader in the locker room that's going to say, let's do stuff on our own during our own free time to get better and prepare ourselves for this upcoming year. So I like that. You know, they already started to bond. They get along very well. You know, the DJ and Christian McCaffrey all seem to like Teddy. And, you know, Teddy's starting to become that leader in the locker room that we all expected him to. So we'll see how the offense, offensive line and skill players start to gel. As far as the O-line goes, you know, like Larry said, the three guys, three guys on the left side, Matt, well, two guys on the left side in the center, Matt Paradis, they all played together with Denver in 2016. So Paradis's interview, I don't recommend listening to it. It was kind of boring. But <laughs> one thing that did stand out that he did say was that the communication with him, Schofield, and Okun, they're used to that already. So it's not going to be a lot they got to pick up on. So mm. that might may be an advantage, maybe not. We'll see what happens. Uh, Moten, man, it's time to step up this year. You know, I want to yeah. see Moten. It's year four now. It's a contract year. PFF loves him for some reason. You know, they got him as a top 20 tackle in the league. What? I mean, and we see the potential. I mean, some plays, he's a bull. He's pancaking guys in the run game. You know, uh-huh. he's showing good fundamentals in his pass blocking, but uh-huh. we just got to see it more consistently. So I just think we got to find out, are you the $15 million man at right tackle or not? We got to find that out this year. So this, you know, it's game on the line for him. So, I, you know, I have high expectations as far as that goes. Uh, John Miller, I think he's a little of a sleeper starting right guard. I mean, he's bounced around a bit at Buffalo and Cincinnati. And I had a chance to watch him during some free time over the weekend. I mean, he was going up and holding his own against guys like Eric Armstead for the 49ers and other top-tier mm. defensive tackles. So can we get some consistency out of him as well? 
So I'm not a fan of building offensive line through free agency. I think that's the area where you really want to invest draft picks to get that youth foundation and develop, gain that cohesiveness and build your team around. Mm-hmm. But given the circumstance this year, maybe it's beneficial to have some vets that have been down this road before, considering there's not going to be much of a spring off season and training camp. So they've already been here and know what to do, you know, know the ropes and can just step in and play right away. Uh, as far as defense, who do we have interviews with? We had interviews with Shaq and KK mm-hmm. this week. So those are the guys that we're going to look to to be, step up and be the leaders of the defense. You know, KK's feeling healthy, shoulders healed. You know, he's talking about his relationship with Derek Brown. You know, we can't wait to see them work together. Mm-hmm. The D-line rotation is going to be interesting. Too bad we don't get to see the one-on-ones with the O-linemen in training camp this year, but hopefully the um, Camp Panthers website will feed the streets a little bit and give us our fix. <laughs> <laughs> Be nice. Um, as far as Shaq, you know, it's like I, like with um, Moten. I mean, he already got his contract, but this is the first time he's going to come into a season where he's not going to be in Thomas Davis and Luke Keekly's shadow. But this is his defense. So... Let's see what uh, Shaq's going to bring to the table. I know Larry's boy, Tahir Whitehead's going to be running the mic, so I don't know who's going to be the signal caller, whether it's going to be Tahir or Shaq. But between them, with those two guys, you know, it's see what they can do, how they communicate with the defensive backs, how they work well with KK and Derek, and let's see how it goes. A lot of young guys are going to have to step up. I know KK mentioned that he loves the speed, youth, and athleticism that they were able to acquire through the draft. So we'll see what we, how this next couple of weeks play out, man. It's, I think it's going to start with a few weeks of OTAs before they put the pads on and go live. So we'll see what hey, we Will, can. Have you noticed that, uh, you know, I was looking at, you know, even I know a lot of guys at camp bodies and stuff like that, but when you look at the defensive back room, have you seen, like, the, the measurables of some of these guys? We got, like, three or four guys at a 6'3", long, lengthy corners. Yeah. I didn't even notice that, man. Yeah, bro. Yeah, they they're gonna be rangy, man. Covering covering ground, and they and they get the wingspan too, bro. <laughs> yeah, and even at the the speed. I mean, Dante world class sprinter, Troy Pride world class sprinter. I mean, say what you want about Eli Apple, but the guy can run. These guys are fast, man. Mm-hmm. Kev, now I know you. I know you. You're used to being down there, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going through withdrawals. It's, it's crazy when, you know, get on Facebook every morning, wake up, see memories, and all you see is you at training camp, you know, just all pictures with players and taking film. And mm. it's just like, man, like, why? It's <laughs> definitely a big adjustment. Like, I ain't gonna lie, I got so much vacation time, I got to burn the rest of you because I'm used to saving most of my vacation time for training camp. Yep, true you story. Know, it's, it's just, it's definitely an adjustment. Oh. But, you know, hey, thanks, COVID, you bitch. But anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I had to get that out there. Yeah, yeah, that's how I feel. We keep it real, yeah. yeah. But well, definitely, well, though, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, but definitely, man, I just, you know, just just speaking, I'm just going to do something a little different here, if you don't mind, Tim, just speaking from a fan's perspective, you know, with me being a PSL owner, um, I took the option of um, opting out 
my seat for the 2020 season. Uh, you know, like the players, you know, I feel like I had to make a decision that was for my best uh, health interest. You know, and I just, you know, share for those that don't know, you know, me, I'm a disabled Army veteran. Um, I have a condition called Guillain-Barre syndrome. Uh, I still have lingering effects that I still take meds for even 15 years later. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's a, it's a nerve condition, mm-hmm. basically. And just what I've been reading up and hearing on about COVID, you know, I, I really don't want to. I really don't want to take no chances, you know what I'm saying? Especially mm-hmm. without the vaccine out there. So, mm-hmm. you know, for me personally as a fan, you know, I just chose to, you know, opt out my PSL seat for the 2020 season and hopefully I can, you know, sustain being under control and I can, uh, you know, go back to my seat in 2021. Or hopefully, you know, we had this media press credential. I can be in the press box in 2021. We'll, we'll stay working on that one. <laughs> Speaking into existence. Let's go. Um, but yeah, just just overall though, I just you know I just felt like you know sharing that with our fans to let them know that uh, here at the Four Man Rush, you know we 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 take pride into being on the scene and making sure we give you guys fresh content. You know I miss doing my camp observations. You know staying up two or three o'clock in the morning sometimes just to make sure I got all my my notes right and information right. So this is definitely a huge adjustment. Um, you know uh, you know this is also my bonding time with my daughter. You know, she likes coming out for training camp, even though she's not a Panthers fan like her dad. But, you know, she enjoys the bonding and the time and meeting the players, things like that. Uh, she's a she, she actually thinks Dante Jackson is cute. I'm like, um, OK, whatever, um, I guess, you know, hey, that what you like. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but uh, but, uh, you know, just overall, just, uh, you know, fans, I was asking, you know, is there going to be a fan fest? No. Um you know that's pretty much the best way to best way to put at it um oh. you know checking in with my sources it just seems like anybody that is gonna try that is, is trying to you know go to games this year is gonna be on a want to be on a very very limited basis um now i did hear something today that that even if you opt out there is a option where um you could uh, i forgot i think it's something about you can um, still rebuy your own ticket. Like, let's just say I opt out. But let's say week 10, you know, let's say things that got better. I can go back and, you know, go buy my individual game ticket for, you know, week 10, week 11, you know, any home games after that. So that is an option um, that's out there for, uh, for, for any fan that chooses to, you know, opt out at first. But, you know, some miraculous train of events, we get this thing trending downward you know this whole covid pandemic in the next three months you know that would be something i may consider so uh you know just come just give you guys a little different perspective about the uh about this whole training camp experience right on man yeah sorry about that kev maybe next year brother maybe next year hell maybe we all be down there next year man it'd be nice Especially with the new facilities and all this other stuff, man. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, so, well, Panther fans, um, that's uh, pretty much pretty much the gist of what's going on right now in the Panther Nation. Uh, of course, we'll have more info uh, once uh, you know everything comes together in terms of you know the team getting some reps out there and they're starting to gel and you know we start getting some ideas of what the packages are going to look like and stuff like that you know we'll we'll keep you well 
well informed when it comes to uh, Carolina Panthers and uh, football in general. So, um, any parting uh, party shots, gentlemen? No, not really. I'm just going to reserve my, my excitement and optimism for when we actually do get a season, man. <laughs> right on, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> God Almighty! And you know, a lot of people were talking about um, on IG Live uh, uh, earlier about you know um, Coach Rule and the coaching staff and what they're going to put together and you know the, the the potential that they can bring. Man, I, at the end of the day, I just want to see these guys on the field flying around, man. Uh, you, know, you know, like Will mentioned earlier, I think it was before we started recording. You know, if you're going to go out there and make mistakes, man, make make it make it make it full speed. Go out there and fly around, man. Let's 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 see it, man. Who knows? Who knows? So, um, once again, thank you very much, Panther fans, for joining us for the uh, Four Man Rush podcast. Um, I hope we got to uh, answer questions and uh, touch on topics that you have been curious about. Um, if, of course, um, feel free to check out our Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, um, and. Uh, of course, it's, you know you should be listening to us on you know Spotify, iTunes, all the other good stuff, Stitcher. We're all over the place, folks. We're all over the place. It just took us a while to get back. That's all, and we're glad we're back. So once again, thank you so much, folks, and um, be sure to check up our check out our website. We're gonna be having some um, you know some some content on our website that's not gonna be be able to be seen anywhere else. So if you haven't been checking out our website, check that out, www.the4manrush.com. Um, if you haven't checked that out, um, please do. And um, hit that star at the top of your, the top of your bar on your, uh, on your page and uh, make that bad boy a favorite so you can just run right on over there. Bam! Dig it. And we got our links on there too, so JIC. So once again, thanks, folks. On behalf of Kevin, uh, Larry, Will, myself, and the rest of the four-man rush crew, Jadarius, uh, Canardo, uh, our man, uh, Clint Eastwood, <laughs> a.k.a. I got too much shit going on. <laughs> What's up, Big big Norris? Um, and everybody else in the four-man rush, man. Y'all have a good one. Stay safe. Please, seriously, stay safe. Even though, even if this season don't go through, we would like to see you around for next year. Okay, so y'all have a good one out there. Thank you so much, and as always, keep pounding. Clear, clear. The Foreman Rush is brought to you by the love and respect of and for the Carolina Panthers and Carolina Panther fans everywhere. Keep pounding. The Four Men Rush is a non-affiliate of the Carolina Panther organization. All thoughts, assessments, and content of this podcast is directly related to the Four Men Rush exclusively. Thank you.